I'm Sarah Sloan, and you're listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. Silly me. It's Valentine's Day. And I don't think I have a date. It'd be funny if I, like, brought out, like, a date, you know, like, the the fruit. Those are pretty intense. Ooh, that reminds me of whenever I went to college and there was this rap and it was called Best Date Ever and it had dates in it. This amazing organic peanut butter, honey, and bananas wrapped in this beautiful wheat tortilla. It sounds maybe gross to you, but it was heaven to me. And I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt that that will be the best date ever. That I will ever have had. I used to get those things and just... It was so good. So good. Um, I hope you're with your loved one today. And if you don't have a romantic kind of person in your life, at least you have Jesus and family. You know, that's important too. But who knows? This might be the day for you where you're just like, hey, I want to take you to the moon Because you make me feel like I'm in outer space when I know you. I don't know. Just be careful because love usually leads to kids. And kids, man, sometimes they're a little crazy. Be quiet. Sorry, those are my kids again. (laughs) But I love my kids. All 26 of them. Duggars. This little girl's got you beat. Oh, but this was interesting. So, (laughs) if you think about it, on Valentine's Day, that's usually the worst time to go, you know, and get a meal with someone because everyone's trying to be all love, lovey dovey. I guess probably it wouldn't be a a bad idea to like go to a place that isn't considered romantic at all. Think about restaurants that aren't considered romantic because there's only some that are considered romantic. Like, okay. Olive Garden. Okay. But that's the thing. So, uh, this is according to Yelp data. Italian restaurants make up the biggest portion of reservations, 14% in us major cities on the holiday. So Italian really is like the one you want to go to. Because it, yeah, uh, because of the very romantic and the spaghetti. It's a Mario. You look over while you're eating with your significant other, and then you see like Mario and Peach, and she's like, oh. And he's like, eat it, eat it, the food, you dummy. But. It makes sense that Italian food, yeah, that that would be the most popular. Because, yeah, think about it. Like Mexican food, Chinese food, barbecue. Like I'm sure they have nice places, but it's not very romantic, you know. Like an Outback Steakhouse, you know, that that might, eh. It's just not really romantic. Texas Roadhouse is a great restaurant, but once again, not super romantic. Um, What's another place you can think of? Well, we have an on, on the border. That's, uh, it's not super romantic. I don't know. Uh, Cracker Barrel. Is that even romantic? It's good food, but it's not really romantic. So I'll love you. You come over here and you eat with me. Because we're going to Cracker Barrel. 
I said, I love you. Yeah. You know, be yeah, like McDonald's. If, oh man, that'd be funny. That'd be funny if, if someone was like, yeah, let's go to McDonald's for our Valentine's dinner. It wouldn't be very romantic. And you'd be like, okay, well, can we at least get ice cream? And then you go up and they're like, hey, our ice cream machine isn't working. That would suck for real. But if I was with somebody right now, I'd probably do the day before or the day after Valentine's Day. Honestly, what's the point of dealing with the crowds? Yeah, so um, let's see. Most Yelp customers, 61.7%, make their Valentine's Day reservations the week of. That's a lot. And it makes sense. And then 19.2% are day of reservation makers. So, <laughs> yeah, if you go just like on the spot, ugh, it's not a good idea. Um, okay, so in Austin, Texas, 43% of bookings were made over a week ago. So Olive Garden, I think, kind of is a spot. It's a spot. It's a good place to go to. So... Everybody have fun with your Valentine's uh, dinner. What do you do? What, whenever you go, are you just like, I love you. Say it to me. Say it to me. Say you love me. And then they're like, fine, I love you. And it's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out by myself. I'll leave by myself at a restaurant. Do people even do that anymore? Do they go out by themselves to restaurants? The other day I thought I saw somebody. But every time they go out to a restaurant by themselves, this is what I noticed. They have a book. And they're reading a book as they're eating. I guess they feel like that's kind of their, like it makes it okay or something. Which, like, yeah, it's fine. But it's just like, how about you go and you don't bring a book? <laughs> what if somebody was just like watching videos on their phone or something like that? What I really want to do and like be like deadly serious about it is go alone and like completely pretend I'm talking to somebody. Like someone's across the table from me and I'm just like, <laughs> you're crazy. And then they're like, what will you be having? And then like, I say my order and then, and then the waiter's like, Hey, okay, well, um, yep. We're going to get started on that. And I'm like, uh, excuse me. They have an order too. And then they're like, what? And I'm like, they have an order too. <laughs> oh, it'd be so weird. It'd be funny though. Okay. So this was uh, sad and crazy, this headline. Booster shots may trigger stroke incidents, according to CDC and FDA. This is on the Epic Times. No epoch. What? Man, I always have trouble with that. <sighs> Gotta get better. Gotta get better. Yeah, yeah. So there is, yeah, let's see. An increased risk of stroke events that uh, has been identified with the Pfizer COVID-19 um, vaccine, according to a joint statement from CDC and the FDA. And it's basically, it affects more people that are like 65 and older, um, one to 21 days after the booster with a really larger amount after 11 to 21 days after the booster. And then, yeah, there's even some warnings of if you did the flu vaccine while having the booster. So 64%, um, of these people, they had received the flu vaccine on the same day as a COVID-19 booster, which is crazy. Like, why would you be putting all those things inside of you? And I know some people are like, well, uh, we know that you had Burger King, Wendy's and McDonald's all on the same day. And I'm like, okay, yes, but you don't see me stroking out. 
And then, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, this was interesting, too. Um, where is it? It's things to know. Basically, it's like five things to know. Um, and it you need to call the police because it might mean that you're having a stroke. So the first one is a sudden numbness, weakness, or tingling of the face, arm, or leg, especially on one side of the body. So think about yourself if, you, if you've ever had that. Sudden confusion, drowsiness, or trouble talking or understanding speech, a.k.a. Joe Biden. Uh. Sudden trouble seeing in one or both eyes or double vision. I do have pretty bad vision. I'm not going to lie to you. Hence the glasses. Uh, sudden trouble walking, dizziness, or loss of balance or coordination. <laughs> And then sudden severe headache, nausea, or vomiting with no known cause. Okay, so me after too much Mexican food. That's what this is showing me. So it's interesting. Oh, yeah, then there's a fast roll. So face drooping, can't smile. Arm weakness, can't raise above head. Okay, just checking. Um, speech difficulty, can't repeat simple nursery rhyme. Eh, those are kind of hard. Yeah, that's that's kind of hard. Uh, T, time to call 911. That's a fast rule. I love these acronyms. So watch out. Watch out. Big news of the day. Nikki Haley announcing your presidential run. This is a big stinking deal. It's only been really Trump. That's been a serious uh, GOP candidate candidate running. Um, he's obviously my favorite right now. So this is uh, part of Nikki Haley's announcement that she's running. She spent the majority of it talking about, you know, how she was a good leader for um, South Carolina. She was the governor. And then she also uh, worked at the U.N., you know, in the Trump administration. So, yeah, she definitely has a, a strong resume. So, but then she starts getting into the stuff that she's like, you know, her, what she's actually running on. Let's turn in that direction again. Republicans have lost the popular vote in seven out of the last eight presidential elections. That has to change. Joe Biden's record is abysmal, but that shouldn't come as a surprise. The Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. It's time for a new generation of leadership to rediscover fiscal responsibility, secure our border, and strengthen our country, our pride, and our purpose. Some people look at America and see vulnerability. The socialist left sees an opportunity to rewrite history. China and Russia are on the march. They all think we can be bullied, kicked around. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. Okay, so it was a little funny whenever they're like, whenever she said, I don't put up with bullies. And then it shows her raising her hand. It kind of made me, in the UN, she was raising her hand to be able to speak. It looks like she's in school again and she's like telling on the bully a little bit. 
I'm probably the only one that even thought that, but I don't know. It, it did make me laugh the first time I watched it, and now I'm kind of laughing again. I don't put up with the bullies. Teacher, you should have seen what they did. <laughs> but here's the secret. Snitches get stitches. Remember that, and you will go far. So, yeah, what was what was she saying? Um, what was it? She said a bunch of stuff. She had, like, a bunch of platforms that she's running on. Ultimately, will she be a serious contender? Hmm, that's the question. Yeah, was it new generation? Okay, so yeah, a lot of old people have been running. We, we're sick of the old people. We want just young people now. Die, old people. Seriously, go away, old people. Ew! I can't stand old people. I only like young people. In fact, we need younger and younger and younger. In fact, I'm going to run for president right now. Oh, but Sarah, the minimum age is 35. Who cares? I'm sick of this old generation. I want a new generation. I personally don't think there's anything wrong with old people, but a lot of people don't like old people. I don't know why. I think old people are great. They know more than we do. Oh, but they're stuck in their ways. When you get old, you'll be stuck in your ways too. Get over it. Fiscal responsibility. Yeah, right. Everybody says fiscal responsibility, but they don't mean it. Everybody just spends whatever the heck they want. I wish someone was actually serious about this. Actually serious about the fiscal responsibility. But they're not. Everybody just spends, spends, spends. And our debt is just insane. Man, if I was that much in debt, I would be in jail for a long time. But our country, we're allowed to do whatever the heck we want. We can be in massive, massive debt. Makes me sick. The first thing we should do is fire the majority of government workers. We don't need the government to be so big. The second we stop a bunch of those salaries, that would really help us with the debt. It would really, really help. That's like the first thing we should do. And then, of course, stop a lot of the budget stuff from going to like stupid places. The government pays for a lot of things that it really shouldn't pay for. For maybe like a few years, maybe not decreasing taxes. Who knows? Oh, a flat tax I think would help in the end. Because a lot of people can avoid taxes because the tax code is so complicated. So then you end up somehow finding loopholes with your lawyers and all that kind of stuff. And so it would actually be helpful to simplify the tax code. Because if it's simple, then everybody has to pay their fair share. And I'm not talking a crazy amount. Like probably 15%, I think, is pretty fair. Because the government does need money. Like we, we have to defend ourselves and things along those lines. But yeah, my point is, I don't believe her. Okay, secure the border. I like that. I like that one a lot. What is it, in New York or something, the illegal immigrants are, um, they're able to stay in a hotel that's like worth 300 a night, and the government is paying for it? Okay. See what I'm saying? The government spends dumb money. But yeah, if we secured our border, that would cut off a lot of that stuff. And that would help us save money in a lot of ways. Oh, but the wall would be expensive. Uh, who cares? Who cares? I think it was a while ago, this guy just started GoFundMe or something along those lines of uh, raising money for a border wall. And it was amazing how much money was raised, in my opinion. So... 
I, if she's saying it, I guess that she's serious about it, but Trump was obviously the one that really started taking action, actually starting to build the wall. So yeah, I, I don't know. She, she might be serious about this. Okay. Yeah. Strengthen our country, strengthen our prize, strengthen our purpose. Okay. Platitudes. Unite. Change. Hope. Dream. She's she's not going to win. She, I think 1% of people in a poll recently said that they would want her. She's not going to win. I'm not saying she's not a great person and everything. I'm sure she's fine. She's, she's done good at what she's done. But you're going to beat Trump? You're going to beat DeSantis? No. And that's even if DeSantis runs. She's not going to win against Trump. I think Tom Cotton's also going to run. I think John Bolton is planning on running. I think Mike Pompeo. I don't know who else. Oh, yeah, me. (laughs) I'm going to win. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't run against baby Trump. Trump's going to win. That's all there is to it. If all these people start joining the race, then there's basically the Trump people and the people that favor all these other Republicans. And so say it's like 50-50, 50 want Trump and then 50 want all these other people. Well, then you're just splitting up their vote. And then Trump's obviously going to take it. And it doesn't even have to be 50-50. It could be like 30-70, but you're splitting up the 70 amongst like 10 different people. And then 30 are going to go for Trump. The more people that join the race, the more likely Trump is able to win. So please, everybody, join. Everybody. Because then Trump's just going to win. And I do believe Biden's going to run again. I don't know why people are saying he's not going to run. Are you kidding me? Why would they stop this? You drug him up before he does a speech, but he barely does any speeches. He's more radical than any president we've ever had. He's doing exactly what the Democrats want. Why wouldn't they want him again? And yet people think of him as like reliable. They're not afraid of him. You know, it's perfect for them. I don't like him, but we all knew that. So right after... She announced DeSantis was asked if he'd want to run. Here, let me make sure this is good. Okay. It's kind of quiet. Presidential run today. Do you plan on following suit? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Uh, so, yeah. Are you, Nikki Haley just announced her presidential run. Will you be following suit? And then he laughs and says, wouldn't you like to know? And everybody starts laughing. Um, That's yes, right? You know, if it's a no, he would have probably said no. I don't know. That's just, maybe I'm crazy. I have been hoping like crazy that he won't run. I really, really don't want him to run. Like at all. I could not be more serious about this. Please. Don't run. He's a great governor. But let Trump do his thing. DeSantis just committed and promised people that he's going to be the governor for the next four years. So finish. Finish those four years. You only get two terms as a Florida governor. Then run in 2028. No one's going to stop you from running and if trump's not able to get in 2024 then he's probably going to stop there you know 
Oh, I could be wrong in that. You know, my dream scenario is Trump wins it in 2024. In 2028, DeSantis wins it. And then the 2032, so weird to say these dates. In 2032, uh, DeSantis would win again. That would be the dream. But also, there's so many good people. And I'm not even, like, including them. And so that's the thing. We're, we're going to learn of wonderful candidates. I think another guy's going to run for president, Vivek. He has a really complicated last name, but he's like a really smart uh, former Silicon Valley CEO kind of a guy. And he's a Republican. So it's just like we, we can't cut ourselves off from possibilities. We get so focused on like the, the, the present people that we forget that, hey, there's actually a lot of people on this planet that could be really good for president. I, I do not want DeSantis. If he wins a nomination, of course I'll vote for him. I'm not stupid, but it's Trump's turn. And hopefully there won't be any shenanigans. Wink, wink, if you know what I mean. But who knows? Who knows? This was weird. Uh, really weird. Uh, there, was, there was all these investigations going on over Trump with the New York attorney general with his business dealings and things along those lines. And they did a probe of him. It's a, it's like a 37 minute video, pretty lengthy. So I'm going to play all of it right now. I'm kidding. Um, and it's Letitia James and she was an attorney general. Um, she obviously had a personal thing against him and wanted him out. And so he, he has to come for this probe and, he gives a statement, and then he basically says he's allowed to not answer questions. It is like 25 straight minutes of a lawyer asking him questions and him saying, I will not be answering, blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards, he says, same answer, same answer, I will not be answering. Over and over and over and over again. Um, I want you to hear the beginning of it at least. Unless your attorney specifically directs you not to answer. Anything you say in this, in, in this examination may be used in a civil proceeding, and that could include a civil enforcement proceeding or a criminal action. Uh, uh, do you understand that? I think. Um, is that a yes? I don't know what I did wrong, but uh, the answer is yes, I do understand. Thank you. You have the right to refuse to answer any question if a truthful answer to the question would tend to incriminate you. Do you understand that? Yes. And any willful misstatement by you may constitute perjury. Do you understand that, sir? Yes. Finally, this investigation is confidential. We request that you not discuss this matter, your testimony here today, and any documents that you have produced or may produce in connection with today's testimony with anyone other than your attorneys. Do you understand that, sir? No. Uh, when you say confidential, uh, we're not allowed to talk about this to the press, or? Correct. Oh. I believe what she means is what happened in this, in this in room, room, the details of what happened in this room. Okay. Obviously, okay with me. Yeah. Um, the fact that it happened, yes, but not the details. Neither you nor anyone acting on your behalf has the right to obtain a copy of the transcript um, of your testimony here today from the reporter. Um, and neither you nor uh, Veritex 
are permitted to release copies of the transcript to anyone other than representatives of this office, the Office of the Attorney General. So she's basically laying all the groundwork of what he's allowed to do and not allowed to do. And then the interesting thing is she says this has to uh, remain confidential. Well, she's like, and he's like, okay, so I can't talk to the press. She's like, no, not the details. And like, he could be, he could get in trouble criminally if he releases what happens because, you know, this is, this is a legitimate thing. And he said, okay, okay. You can't know the details. You can't say what happened. But then this video is later released. The whole video is released. It's such a corrupt system. This happened in summer 2022. What the heck? It was confidential. Why was it released? He had to agree not to say anything. And he, here's just a sampling of, of how it went here. I, I can literally just press anywhere in the video and, and hear the same thing. Uh, with that note, sir, um, you are currently the president of the Trump Organization. Is that correct? Same answer. Uh, and when I refer to the Trump Organization, is it accurate to describe that as the trade name for an umbrella organization that holds uh, assets beneficially owned by you? Same answer. Uh, is it fair to say that the Trump Organization sits on top of several hundred different legal entities? Same answer. This happens the whole time. <laughs> same answer. Same answer. Same answer. Same answer to every question. Which is totally fair for Trump. He doesn't trust these people. He doesn't even know why he's there. He didn't do anything wrong. But he was just a political witch hunt that brought him over there from Florida. And he had to answer questions, and yeah, he's not going to give any answers. Why would he? Every bit of information that he gives will be used against him. It's such a corrupt system. Stay away from New York. Yeah, he helped build New York. Super messed up. Okay, so back to Nikki Haley. Um, one of the reasons why I'm not super, super impressed with her is I feel like she could be a sellout if she ended up being president, which she won't be, but if she did. She, uh, you know, once she was finished working for Trump, it was about 2018, he started in 2016, she went to the Boeing board and started working for the Boeing board and Boeing, you know, they build a lot of planes and they even get contracts with the government for defense uh, machinery and things along those lines. So the board seat could pay up to 315 a year or more, really uh, 315,000 a year or more. So um, it's just a little, it's a little sketchy that, that, you know, that you would do that and then immediately run for president whenever you said you, you would not do that. She said, I would not run in 2024 against Trump. Well, she's doing that now. That's a lie. <laughs> and, you know, I know not everyone can, like, know everything and can foresee everything, but you're allowed to say, I'm not sure yet. And I saw her answer that several times throughout the years. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. But then there was a few times where she said, no, I will not. And she lied. And then she's getting paid by this kind of 
corrupt company that's been very benefited by the government. Imagine, imagine if the government could would pay you for a contract to build all this really expensive machinery and you could that could really help boost your profits, therefore helping you in the stock market and so on and so on. And this lady gets on your board and she had worked for the government and then she's going to go back to the government and she's going to try for the highest position there is, president. That's where it gets a little sketchy to me. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Those are a few of my concerns. Okay. Psalm. Yeah, let's go. Psalm 34, verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There's no want to those who fear him. If we trust in God, we're blessed. If we don't trust in God, then what happens? It's not good. It's better to trust in God. He says it right there, plan his day. And then, just the concept. Uh, the concept. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. Fear him. Fear, just like, ah, no. In a way, you fear your boss. Not that your boss will, like, beat you up or something, but you fear your boss because you know that your boss controls your future. Your boss could give you a raise. Your boss could fire you. Your boss is in control, so you fear your boss. It doesn't mean that you don't get to do what you want. At the end of the day, you could do what you want, but you fear your boss. So, if you fear your boss and you respect your boss, then you're good. <laughs> That's all there is to it. But if you don't fear your boss at all and you do whatever the heck you want, then there's some problems. I'd rather fear God than fear man. Because fearing man is the worst. Because people's opinions of you will always change. You just look at the tide. People change. They're like, oh, I love this person today. I hate them the next day. I'm back to loving them today. I hate them again. And that happened to Jesus. People loved Jesus. And then they hated Jesus. And they wanted him dead. You can't trust people. Doesn't mean you can't love people, but don't fear people. Don't put your hope on what people want. Even me, even perfect me. No, I'm kidding. I'm not perfect. But I, there's been times where I've like really liked this person, really enjoyed this person. Then I'm like, nah, I don't really like this person anymore. And sometimes I had good reasons. Sometimes I didn't. Sometimes it was the dumbest reason why I didn't like a person anymore. But it was my reason, and I stood by it. So you just can't trust anybody. But there are good people out there. It's just, you got to be careful. If you don't put your hope in that, then whenever something happens, it's, it's okay. It's okay. You know who you are. And that's happened. There's been times where people have not liked me or disagreed with things that I've done. And then I basically just have to say, no, I know who I am. I know who God created me to be. I'm a child of God. And I don't live for what they think. I live for what God thinks of me. So there's different ways to think about it, but it's a comfort. That's for sure. Okay. So speaking of love, the most wonderful couple on the planet, I think at least, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> 
No, they, they really weren't a good couple. Um, but they, they're splitting up. They had been together. They It was kind of creepy. They were, like, drinking each other's blood, stuff like that. They were getting real weird. And, they you know, they've had moments where they kind of break it off and come back together, break it off. This might be one of those moments again, but it seems a little bit more permanent this time. Uh, but, yeah, they've been a huge celebrity couple. And, of course, Megan Fox, that's been, like, the woman of every man's fantasy, like, you know, for the longest time. She was on Ninja Turtles, right? <laughs> I think that's really... Was she on Ninja Turtles? I feel like... <laughs> that doesn't seem right to me. I don't know her from too much. I just know that she's very famous. Uh, Transformers as well. Gosh, if she was on Ninja Turtles, that's <laughs> going to be so funny. Um, but she's weird. I And I... Her identity is just on being sexy and having a lot of sex and being hot and, you know, having a hot body. That's, like, what everybody knows her for, not really her personality and things like that. I, You know, I guess that's a legacy to leave behind, but I don't think it's a great one. I'd rather know you for, like, who you really are and, you know, your personality and, you know, your relationship with God. I think those things matter a little bit more. There's been so many sexy women in our time. They're so forgettable. Who cares? But yeah, let's listen to some of this story of this sad, sad breakup. Megan Fox deactivates her Instagram account after hinting at a split with Machine Gun Kelly. But we're hearing the couple seemed fine while partying every night together during Super Bowl weekend. It started when eagle-eyed fans noticed the actress unfollowed her fiancé on Instagram. Then, a suggestive caption on this mirror selfie. You can taste the dishonesty. It's all over your breath. Yeah, if that sounds familiar, it's from Beyoncé's song, Pray You Catch Me. You can taste the dishonesty. It's all over your breath. Megan caps this off by deactivating her account. Meanwhile... Oh, uh, yes, this is when I got electrocuted. MGK telling E.T. about his shocking performance the night before kickoff. Yeah, I kept stepping on this certain part of the stage every time the um, sparklers or the smoke would go off, and I kept feeling my whole body like joke. I wish I could have that going through my body all the time. I'd have a good hair day a lot. Our eyewitness, who was in the audience, says the 32-year-old seemed a bit off and energy was low, unlike the couple's intense romance, where arguments are common according to E.T.'s source, but always ends with making up. I, I don't understand the appeal. I'll just say it. Piercings on a guy, to me, are one of the most unattractive things ever. If you look at his face, though, he's a good-looking guy, but he just always looks weird he always has like 40 piercings he has like 50 on his nose 60 on one ear 70 on the other ear and then he's got this cut right there on his neck on the center of his neck all the way down it's kind of creepy and he's always wearing weird stuff i just i don't get the appeal but you know it's not like he's been knocking at my door lately here let's see oh machine gun kelly uh is that you Take those piercings out, young man. It doesn't look so good. Yeah, I'm not going to open this door until you take those piercings out and have some normal colored hair. His voice did surprise me, too. I didn't know his voice was going to sound like that. 
Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, I think they dated for a bit too, but... But yeah, this was just weird. This was a weird romance. The foundation of their romance was what? Just being gross and kinky? Okay. Yeah, that'll really last. There comes a point where there's like nothing else you could do because you've crossed all lines, all boundaries. What else can you do? Okay, blood now. Okay, what's next? If it's not a healthy relationship founded with God as a foundation... Where else can you go with it? Okay, then you start bringing in other people. Then you bring in animals. And you, it gets really gross and disturbing. That's why you see terrible, terrible incidents out there in the news of someone doing this with a child, someone doing that with an animal. It's because they've probably tried everything else and they were bored. That's why you, sometimes you don't cross certain lines. I sound like a grandma, but you know what? I'd rather take that than sounding like him or her. Megan Fox or Machine Gun Kelly. Shots fired. I've never shot a machine gun. I, I think I do have a talent, though. Oh, man. So weird. So weird. Um, okay, so... I, uh, you know, we're talking about love. I love peanut butter, and I just want to say that right now. I love peanut butter. And I love uh, this specific peanut butter from Costco, and it's organic, and it's just delicious, and it doesn't have that much sugar. I think it's got one gram per serving, which isn't terrible. Um, it'd be better if there was zero, but that one gram brings me a lot of comfort, you know, a lot of warmth that I need at least. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. That's for sure. But I really like apples and peanut butter. It is such a good snack. Um, celery, wow, I can't speak. Celery and peanut butter is good too. But I haven't done that in a bit. But apples are better, I'm sorry. Another thing that's really good with peanut butter. Ice cream. In fact, the peanut butter parfait. Have you ever tried that at Dairy Queen? It's probably my favorite thing there, hands down. And it's not as expensive as a Blizzard. Blizzards are getting really expensive. They got like Andy's custard prices. It's getting out of hand. It's soft serve. You're not changing the world. It shouldn't be like $7 for a Blizzard. Like, I know I'm being a little cold right now, but it's for good reason. I'm hating on a Blizzard. Dairy Queen? Man, I'm going to start going to Dairy Popper. Because this queen is a little too ritzy for me. But that peanut buster parfait with that hot fudge and a bunch of peanuts and soft serve. What a great combination. And I just go to town on that. But Dairy Queens have been closing a lot sooner lately. I don't know why. It's like ever since COVID, they're just like, we close at six o'clock now. Why? Why would you do that? Stay open a little bit later. Disappoints me. And then I went, I went um, to Taco Bell the other day. I barely ever go for food, but I was doing a long drive. And I went because I was listening to this Business Wars podcast about Taco Bell. And then they were talking about how the, the Crunchwrap Supreme came to be. 
you know, it was basically one of the foods that they were trying to serve that would be safe to eat while on the road just because, you know, Mexican food can be messy, like nachos, stuff like that. Like, you're not going to eat that while just driving. But the hexagonal shape, you know, the way that they fold the tortilla and then there's a, a hard shell tortilla in the middle, so then there's a crunch. It was like five bucks. It wasn't that large and it wasn't that good. I was like, oh, so yeah, that's why I never come here. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> it just wasn't that good. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. Um, maybe there's better items, but they were talking about it so much on that podcast. I was like, man, that sounds delicious. Let's give it a try. And then it's also kind of stupid because they have those Cinnabon delights. Those are actually very good, but they're so pricey. So it's a little ball um, of kind of like dough covered with cinnamon sugar, and then it's got the icing in the middle. It's delicious, don't get me wrong, but they're not large balls. And there was two of them. They give you basically two for $2. It's stupid. That's way too expensive. Or you can get a 12-pack. Well, yeah, no, I'm not going to go from two to 12. Give me like a middle ground here or something, please. I'm not going to go for 12. That's too much. But two is too little and also too expensive. So Taco Bell, you just got on my X list. There I was. I was talking about something I loved and then I started talking about something I'm angry about. Classic me. Classic, classic me. Guys, I really hope you enjoy your Valentine's. Tell somebody you love them, even if it's a stranger. Like, seriously, just say, I love you, and then run away if they start pursuing it. Run as fast as you can. But not on a treadmill, because they can catch you. It's You're running in place, essentially. Don't do that to yourself. The person you love, they don't need items to prove that you love them. They need a little bit of that heart that I know you have. That's what they need. So give them your heart. Don't be like Machine Gun Kelly or uh, Megan Fox because they would like actually give them each other's hearts. It's disgusting. Ugh. Maybe if you are going to give somebody chocolates, I've noticed Russell Stover has been doing Stevia chocolates. At least try that just to make things a little bit healthier. If you really love that person, you'd want them to live longer. But I love you guys, and I thank you for listening because you're the best. This heart goes out to you. All right. Have a good week. Goodbye.